Again, the reading from Matthew 5, verse 21 through 24. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder. And whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, that if you are angry at a brother or a sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you shall be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So, when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your sister or your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. Go, first be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Here in the reading. Would you pray with me? O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. My favorite high school English teacher was a very quotable person, but there's one phrase of hers that stands out more than any other, and it's this. Don't open your mouth and let stupid fall out. (laughs) It has helped me on a number of occasions, and perhaps none more so than when I hear people's observances of my mothering. Enjoy every moment. Perhaps you too have heard this phrase, enjoy every moment, about your college experience or a vacation or living in California. And you know what people mean as they get that twinkle in their eye and the Hallmark card frame around their heads when they say, enjoy every moment. They're thinking, life is short. Time flies. Suck the marrow out of life. Seize the day. Right? And some days are like that. But you also know what it's like in your college experience when the semester drags on, unless an assignment is due, or when a vacation goes haywire because of unmet or conflicting expectations among family and friends, or when all the days of sun and the California winter feel like a cruel gift because other places are flooding, our friends are freezing, and plants are choked out by drought. Yeah, it's true. Life is short. And it's also true that life is long. Time drags. And sucking the marrow out of a terrible day doesn't really appeal. I'd like to see them tell me, enjoy every moment, as my children's play turns into fighting. While I'm preparing the dinner, they will later complain and refuse to eat. And I, instead of responding in compassion and love, enjoying every moment, say, I can't take another minute! I think I, along with, I imagine, Eve, might say at times, my life as I know it is over. How 
can I possibly begin again? Well, in case you haven't read it lately, Genesis 3 is a real downer. It talks about the difficulties of life, extracting our food from toil in a hard earth, being in enmity with one another in gendered relationships and in human-animal relationships, and it talks about the pain of childbearing and other kinds of things. And it interprets them as punishment and thinks backward into another time, a time other than this, and another place, a place other than this, in which surely it was better. Surely we were closer to God, knew God better, and were an awful lot more just with one another. A time where we enjoyed every moment. And I think sometimes we experience Lent like that. The word means long or lengthen, and it's about the days in the return of light and the spring, but sometimes the longness is of our punishing looking backward, our punishing looking inward, expecting that some kind of punishment will result in a spiritual awakening that we await with anticipation and meanwhile resent every single one of those 40 days. Well, my experience of childbearing was painful. Don't worry, this is going to be PG, maybe even G. But that's not really the point I take from it, nor do I experience it as punishment. Instead, what childbearing was for me was an openness so wide even unto death, out of which and in which new life emerged. The new life of my baby, to be sure, but also the newness of my life. My life over as I knew it, and yet, and yet, impossibly, beginning again. An openness unto death in which life impossibly begins again. Well, I'd like to share with you an interpretation of Genesis 3 from Hannah Arendt, a 20th century philosopher. She looks back at the story of Genesis and sees not first punishment or a fall from original blessedness, but the frailty of the human condition, the honesty of narrating a past that has sin in it, and the reality that in this time we are together and interdependent with one another, even in the midst of our frailties and even in the midst of the reality of sin. Now this inspires me a great deal, the honesty in confronting the human condition, the reality of sin, and the promise and also the lack of an excuse that we are here together. Now, Arendt wasn't a Christian, but she also had an amazing interpretation of Jesus. And to her, it mattered very much that Jesus came in time, because he came in time to frustrate the consequences of people's failure, to interrupt them, 
and to say, this life as you know it, it can be over, and it can begin again in a new way out of faithfulness to God. It mattered very much to her that Jesus came in time, in history, and offered a new beginning. And it mattered not only that Jesus extended forgiveness to others, but that Jesus includes people in the divine gift of forgiveness. That Jesus, in effect, teaches us how to forgive. All right, so here's how we get to the Matthew. God cares more about our time together than any gift we can offer at the altar. We could be on our way offering our gifts of money or of talent or purpose. And if we have a beef with our brother or our sister, Jesus teaches us, leave the gift. Go. Be reconciled with the sister or brother. And then come back and offer your gift. I think in this Lenten time, it's a time not so much to look back into our sinful past or inward toward punishment, but forward toward new beginnings and outward to our neighbors. In this, I think forgiveness is a sacrament of time in which we acknowledge failures in our togetherness and failures in ourselves and impossibly together begin again. Lent is the time in which by looking and learning from Jesus, we then look up and out at our neighbors and see impossibly the face of Christ staring back at us. And so may your days lengthen. Not in a way in which I could say with the Hallmark cards, enjoy every moment. I'm not sure we can. But to commit to a sacramental being together in time to a togetherness that in all of its frailties and all of its realities says, this is not the end. Our lives as we know them might be over or might be over in some way, and yet new life comes and we begin again. Thanks be to God. Amen.